because, because I'm a hot I'm girl. A hot, I'm girl. A hot, I do hot shit. Because I'm a hot girl. Welcome to the hot girl agenda. Boy, 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 has it been up. Uh, really, it's, I feel like every time we have a break, so much shit happens that we have to talk about when we come back I that know. we're just like sitting here for the first five minutes like, oh, what do we do? Yeah. How was your, how was your break, Rara? Oh, it was so good. It was yeah. super. I I actually did not work for like a day and a half, which yes, is God. unheard of. <laughs> not I didn't. Break. I didn't do. I didn't do podcast stuff. I didn't do content <laughs> stuff. I just hung out with my family for a day and a half, and then I went right back into work mode. Um, yeah, it was nice. It was really. Nice. How about you? Um, it was really good. I cooked a bunch of food. Um, kept it low key. Um, yeah, it was just nice to like not go to work. And then on Sunday I was like, fuck, I gotta go back to my fucking job. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) I like boss, if you're listening, turn this off. No, just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. That was my, actually my hot girl shit because I like, I went, you know, down to Florida for the, Uh for the break and then came back up and I was like, it's going to be so awesome awful going in on a monday but i need Uh, money (laughs) and then uh, i went in and i had a really good day and i was like what the fuck and then i was the next day i made like a rack before my tip out and i was like fuck yeah and because i was like i was at that point where i was like i i wasn't sure what i was gonna do about the holidays and i Uh made and then i did that i was like oh thank god (laughs) well let me let me ask you real quick because this was Mm. something that i saw when i was doing erotic massage is like Money came in and out based on like the holidays and tax season. Like, yep, you know, yep. do you see that too at the club? Yeah, this is the busiest time of year, and I don't okay. know why I thought it was going to be slow, but I thought oh, you know, like so it's busy the weekend for you. after a holiday. Oh, so like that? you you make bank during the holidays. Oh yes, 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 oh, yes. I, okay. This like November, December is like the money making months, which is like it's okay. it's just really annoying because it's like uh, it's like also when everyone has time off and wants to hang out uh-huh. uh, in my life. So it's like I'm trying to juggle so much during the holidays. It's like always mm-hmm. absolutely insane. Um, but yeah, like this is it, I don't know why I thought it was gonna be. I guess I, on Monday I was like, well, it's a it was a really long holiday break. Mm-hmm. Nobody's gonna be in the club. It was packed in there. It was yeah. like everyone was like, everyone oh, was God, like, I had to spend. Family. Yeah, I, was like, <laughs> I had to spend the whole weekend with my family and not see any titties. What the hell is this? <laughs> it was fucking crazy. Um, I twerked so stat. <laughs> I twerk. OK, so what's crazy? This this is a real hot girl shit. The, the okay, specific hot girl shit I did on Tuesday. I had a VIP. And as soon as I got out of that VIP, a couple wanted to go to VIP with me. They were waiting for me. So oh, I did two fuck. VIPs back to back, which almost never happens to me. Um, uh-huh. And not for lack of trying. But uh, so I did two VIPs back to back. And this couple were fucking all they wanted to do was see me twerk. And for like 30 minutes, just twerking, twerking, twerking. Holy twerking. So shit. my butt and legs were on fire the next day. <laughs> and 
but certain I would I was cooling them with some cool 20s and 100s yeah right <laughs> I see I see 20s <sighs> yeah I was like I can buy how many ice packs with this shit hell yeah um but yeah that was good it was like a nice because uh, you know it it's been a weird time for clubs and and for sex mm-hmm. workers in general yeah. and it, it was like I was you know stressing about it but it was a nice break um it was a nice break from that so now it's just like it's gonna be on 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 all the way up to um uh the next year and people get really fucking depressed and shit oh, during yeah. the winter so they'll mm-hmm. they'll come in the strip club when they're fucking depressed and they want to be have like a pick me up so yeah i'm just trying to take advantage of it in the hell moment yeah. but anyway hell yeah um and if you want to support some hot girl shit <laughs> If you want to shower us with uh, $3, $5, yes. we would love that. We would love that for you and us. And We won't uh, work for you, but we will make some fire content. We will make some fire content. And I'm going to be adding all like more video content. It's just, uh, yeah, we got 10 new, like 10 bonus episodes await you. And mm-hmm. I like to do blog posts now. So I try to do blog posts. Nice. And it also gives you access to the Not Safe for Wonks Discord server in which I am trying to be more active. And we talk about the episodes. We kind of, you know, hang and support each other, give each other recommendations for stuff like music and books, things like that. So it's a fun community. And it's like, it's kind of like, like, I don't know. I, I think uh, sometimes paying three to five dollars for access to a community is kind of a kind of a cool perk, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so go to patreon.com slash hot girl agenda and hang out with the hotties. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Yessie, let's just break down topic by topic. What's on the agenda today? Whew. All right. So we've got actually a pretty a pretty packed agenda, don't we? We've got that um, the Maxwell trial. Uh, We've got uh, Kanye being a piece of shit regarding paying workers for their labor. And of course, we've got the most recent attack on reproductive rights and um, abortion rights um, that we that we're all reeling from. So real fun, real fun episode today. Real fun. Yeah, we're going to (laughs) have we're going to have a great time with it. So not to be like, you know, yet another leftist podcast that is like, oh, my God, the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. Wait, Ghislaine. Ghislaine. Is that how you say it? Oh, my God. I should know this because I've been listening to so many podcast episodes about it that I should fucking know. I hope it's, it's Ghislaine. Gis- it's Ghislaine. Ghislaine. Oh, I hope it's I wish it was Ghislaine. That's tight. <laughs> I think in my head I just say it phonetically like that. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like and I just it doesn't translate when I speak about it. Um, Ghislaine Maxwell, not Ghislaine. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Okay. Ghislaine. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'll, I'll grow up. No, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. We're on like day four, I think, three mm-hmm. or four. And I don't want to get like too inside baseball with it because they're uh, like True Anon is already doing right. like an amazing job reporting this shit. And you, pro- if you listen to us, you probably listen to them. So I, there's nothing I can say that they haven't already said about it. But I just want our opinions on the record for it because, you know, why not? Right. We need more people talking about this shit constantly. So what I'm gathering, um, and have you been following this very closely, Yessie? Um, I've I've been following bits and pieces of it. Um, I am re- like honestly, I feel like the commentary is so like on point that I'm just kind mm-hmm. of like, yeah, you know. So most of what I'm reading is like secondhand. Like definitely have listened to a couple of True Non episodes around it. Well done, y'all. And then you know I've read other people's commentary on it, but I haven't been doing it on my own just because like like you said, it's being mm-hmm. done. 
and well. Right. Yeah. And I think I just wanted to talk mainly about um, because as much as I love True Anon, sometimes they don't have time to go into like kind of the things that really catch my attention about sure. these cases. Yeah. And um, I wanted to talk about an aspect of the case that I think is like really kind of gross and might set a precedent for future cases like this. Um, and that is kind of uh, what the defense is doing, basically, uh, the defense for Ghislaine. <laughs> Uh, it, it seems like they're trying to go with the tactic of Maxwell was a victim of Epstein oh, too, And the irony of all this, of course, was that I saw this at first in a Bloomberg article and Mikey Bloomberg. Mikey Blooms. Uh, <laughs> Mikey Blooms, uh, one-time presidential candidate. Um, <laughs> I got to put the Bloomberg uh, audio in there. Bloomberg. <laughs> One-time presidential candidate, multiple-time uh, uh, Epstein Island visitor. <laughs> yes. Yes, that, that irony is not lost on us. Uh, but yes, I saw it on Bloomberg and I was like, excuse me? Uh-huh. Um, but I don't know. Like, I, I think this is, like, really one of the grossest things I've ever heard coming totally. out of this. And it seems like this was starting to be set up as a tactic before the trial even started mm -hmm. because there is a, a Twitter account that's apparently run by Ghislaine Maxwell's family that is like being like she was a victim too. She didn't really do that much with him. She was like an employee of his, which is oh, another God. tactic they're also kind of trying yeah. to do with the defense at the moment. So I wanted to really kind of talk about that aspect of things because there is a lot of there's a lot of discourse around victimhood and about, mm -hmm. you know, the crimes perpetuated by victims and how much of that is influ how much of that is influenced by their own trauma and how much of that is their personality, you know, and the choices they've made. Mm -hmm. And uh, what, are, what are your thoughts about uh, about about this? Like, you know, when you when you heard that? Yeah. So like every time I hear this, like um, so I, I should say, like, I was a paralegal in criminal defense. Um, we did a lot of trials some well-known trials which i will not mention um but but so i'm i'm well versed in like how defense arguments work and why they do them and and so much of defense argument building is based on i don't want to say uh, stereotypes but like prejudicial kind of like understandings like discriminatory understandings like we are like so for example why this is important with maxwell is that white women always have a proximity to power that is often like obfuscated right like so it's 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 really telling that you see like this sort of um argument that uh maxwell is a is a victim too like she's she's falling back into her white femininity because there is already a discriminatory basis there like oh white women are fragile white women are you know um they don't have the power that white men do even though they do because of their proximity to whiteness and and, and access to power and so like right. this is a this is a racial trope that exists and is you know it, it's it's i think both of us kind of no picked up on that rara like as as femmes of color like this is something that's like worth exploring you know and mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. so that's like the first thing i i thought of just like looking at this like oh of course like they're going to like harp on her like her like perceived whiteness and and her white womanhood hmm. yeah i think what all in addition to the things you just talked about i think what also really irks me as well as you know someone who's survived sexual trauma right. is this idea that victims cannot 
like be responsible for mm. their actions. Totally. Um, I just find that really insulting to like the actual victims in this case. And then also just to, to victims writ large. It's like, yeah, there's that saying hurt people hurt people. But at the same time, it's like it feels like this hall pass especially mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. white women to just yeah. and white men to just get away with whatever because mm -hmm. their victimhood is more important than the people that they hurt and yeah. that's kind of like what this case is trying to set a precedent for which i think is really fucked up and dangerous um, especially when it comes to things like pedophilia and sexual mm -hmm. assault mm -hmm. and that was what really stood out to me and especially because in the course of the defense being like, yeah, she was a victim of his, his abuse too, and and da da da, they turn around and they victim blame the you know the actual girls that were involved, yeah. and yeah. are like, well, didn't you know what you were doing when you stepped on that plane? And it's like, no, this doesn't work this way. You can't. Right. I just you don't can't see how this ways. is. I just don't see how a jury, even probably the like a jury that wasn't quite paying attention, I just don't see how that's going to work out logically with that. Mm -hmm. Like, I am concerned though, because it sounds like from all the reporting that the defense isn't a very convincing like lawyer, like the, they're not really putting forth their, their actually, their best, yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. not putting forth their best performers. And it seems like, or I'm sorry, the prosecution rather. Right. And it seems like uh, the defense is kind of like putting out their star players and uh, you know, of course, best justice money can buy, right? Right, yeah. Trial is theater, 100%, and you're absolutely right. Um, I think it's really interesting that you that you bring up the implication of, like, what it means to be someone who survived something and and you know be getting that same kind of violence or a similar mm -hmm. violence or or harm, right? Because you're right, hurt people do hurt people, but they're still hurting people uh, right. without sounding asinine. There, you're like, still procuring the underage prostitutes yeah, for your guy. Like, yeah, you don't like, just get to be like, I'm I'm so traumatized, yeah. but I'm going to like get you your underage prostitutes, sir. Thank you so much. It's like, yeah, that's still illegal and immoral. So yeah, it's like, it's like your collateral damage, like because you've been like, let's say this was true. Let's say let's say this is absolutely true and you know maxwell was like was being like whatever abused by by epstein or whatever like even if that's true the collateral damage that you created in weathering that abuse like you still have to be held accountable for that like you can't just like blow some shit up and expect to get off scot-free like you can't just do that yeah yeah and uh, yeah this like kind of uh like tier system of victims of mm -hmm. like why wait why is she why is her being traumatized more important than the trauma she put on to other people right. you know and it's like it all comes back down to like this kind of um watering down of identity politics through this like liberal exactly. lens it's and, rad it, lib and it, shit. yeah oh it's so super rad lib shit but it's also like throughout this whole like uh trial and everything it's just mm -hmm. like i'm so sick of fucking the phrase in the me too era or mm -hmm. in the post me too era oh god i want to let everyone know that's listening to this that's a journalist or does any writing whatsoever you do not have to keep mentioning me too as mm -hmm. if it was like the beginning of accountability for right. you know abusive sh shitty men it, it just feels like weird because it's like it, it separates everything in a pre me too era it's also and then like, a post me too era mm -hmm. it's also really trite to say like me too era as though this was like some sort of flattened marker like no like mm -hmm rape culture and 
the subsequent like pushback against rape culture has been around for decades. Like mm-hmm. we have been yeah. going through this for decades. And, you know, if you're a, a, a leftist who is who, who is thinking about it this way, I encourage you to like do a little research and 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 learn that, you know, this may have been like a catalyst for like mainstream liberal lame, mainstream liberal culture and media but like this is like a fight for um for the rights of non-men and and also for the like autonomy and and personal safety of non-men has been like a very long a long right. history in our uh, political culture yeah and it, it's like me too is the tip of the iceberg and the foundation of which was you know you know femme liberation struggles like happening you know decades and decades before mm-hmm. this ever happened so we have to kind of honor that too and it just yeah it's like a flattening of the issue that i don't like and i just don't like that it's kind of like oh in the me too era and it's like no like i don't want this to be the air like I don't want there to be a post accountability era and a pre accountability mm-hmm. because like as we've seen even during the peak of me too trending uh years and years ago people still weren't seeing you mm-hmm. know uh justice like people still most people did not see justice for being abused by these men right. i mean look at right now that fucking piece of shit ansel Elgort, whatever the fuck his name is, mm. who's in West Side Story, yeah. who was like one of the leads in West Side Story, who was caught creeping on underage girls and giving them his Snapchat last year, Gross. is a lead in a movie this year on press mm-hmm. tours. Mm-hmm. This shit is not even close to accountability or justice. So it's like, I just want that phrase to be stricken from future journalism because it's yeah. super irritating. I want to circle back a little bit to this, like the the greater implication of like if this you know defense, if this line of defense um, becomes more, if this line of defense becomes more of a accepted argument, like the greater mm-hmm. implication of that could be like really really dangerous. I think you know yeah. as leftists, um, if you're an abolitionist. You know, myself personally, as a survivor of sexual assault or uh, sexual violence, especially as a sex worker, if we are to if we are to stand principled, principled, you know, and and for our ethical and uh, moral uh, parameters within our politics, like as a communist, I'm saying this, like this is mm-hmm. this is unacceptable. It is never ever acceptable to to create collateral damage this way simply because you're you're a survivor of harm or abuse. Like this is absolutely not okay you do not get carte blanche because you've faced harm like that's not how this works that's not a restorative process that's not transformative it's not um abolitionist it's just Mm -hmm. fucked up like you don't get that right also in this case we can clearly see that That this is a cynical deployment of this Mm -hmm. tactic Mm -hmm. it is not in good faith it's not it's not because like that was the actual truth the Mm -hmm. truth is that she was not a victim like like let's be real she was not a fucking victim she was his partner in crime and that's what's so fucking frustrating about the whole like oh she was just like one of his house managers he was like the lead manager that he had i hate that angle so fucking much Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. it's like what really really irked me and like poor boyfriend was just like (laughs) having to listen to this episode with me when the pilot takes a stand the pilot for epstein who's like was his pilot for like over a decade or something was like oh i never saw anything untoward I never saw anything on board. I never saw up. I never saw those girls without parental super is like, dude, you got gifted like 40 acres of land from Epstein. Yeah. Yeah. You were in this motherfucker's pocket. You knew exactly what was going on. And it's like to just be like, I'm simply an employee. And it's like you were an employee 
carting around your billionaire client to do sex crimes. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's not like this person was poor. They right. were just, oh my God, there was, it wasn't like they were a maid in Epstein's mansion or something. Right. It was like, we have to start differentiating here about people that are actually helpless and powerless right. in situations of employment and people that are actively putting their blinders on for money to let the people they work for get away with this shit. Absolutely. Like, there, there needs Absolutely. to be a distinction, you know? Absolutely. You're totally right. And I think, you know, this is this is clearly is a trial full of shit. But I think, you know, it's important to just like call it at every step. Yeah, totally. So I think that's a pretty good place to end it for that particular topic, just because I kind of want to get onto some of this other stuff that's definitely more important. (laughs) (laughs) So next, I want to talk about something that came to my attention today, although I think the clip has been out for a couple days now. This makes me another thing that's going to be making me mad today um, and forever <laughs> after is uh, Kanye it's so West cute was to be mad though. <laughs> yeah, it's cute to be mad. But so Kanye West was in this clip where I think he was on like a radio interview or something, and he bragged about pirating OnlyFans content. What a fucking loser! It was so bad. Oh it, my god! And then both he. Like he and the two radio hosts that were interviewing him all just burst out in laughter when he said that as if it was like, oh, (laughs) that's so funny, Kanye. You're such a you're such a hoot. And of course, anyone listening to this podcast knows like you're a worker, you're a fucking worker. Uh, Those people that make content are workers. This fucking multimillionaire, if not billionaire, Mm -hmm. just admitted to stealing like three to ten dollar subscriptions from working people by going on Reddit and looking for fucking OnlyFans subreddits with like leaks. What a fucking creep. This dude had to try to steal from people. He didn't just passively do it. He fucking has a Reddit Anon account which oh, is hilarious, God. by the way, because now I'm just like, I want to go on these. Yeah, what's I want to go on all these subreddits and be like, fuck Kanye, fuck Kanye, fuck yeah. Kanye. Yeah. Uh, bitch. I'm going to oh I, I want to try to make that the episode. What is it? <laughs> the episode title? I don't yeah. know if I'll be able to get away with it. Maybe with I'll asterisks. Just, I'm going to do the asterisks. Yeah. Uh, this episode is going to be called Fuck Kanye was. So so here's the fucking thing about this. Like Kanye has participated or like had lawsuits about encroachment on his designs, encroachment on his intellectual property, uh, encroachment on his content. Like he is a litigious motherfucker. So for him to like just on the basis of that, for him to turn around and be like, yeah, I, I'm like a little like incel who goes on Reddit and pirates uh, OnlyFans content. What the fuck, dude? What the fuck? And the irony of his ex-wife being famous because her sex tape got leaked Mm -hmm. without her consent. I mean, Mm -hmm. was it ever? Yeah. I mean, there was like theories that it was with her consent. But but, we can't prove that. And also officially. Yeah. Yeah. But officially, uh, without her consent, her sex tape was put out there. It's just like every day (laughs) I am just so amazed by the depths that like cis dudes will fucking sink to it, it's just horrible it's just horrible to think about it because he it, it's like all these people are hypocrites all these men that do this shit are fucking hypocrites because they really they love this shit they love porn mm-hmm. they love porn stars they'll right. talk about how they love women all day yeah but they hate women they don't fucking they they hate that women have found a way that women and femme people have found a way to level the playing field financially mm-hmm. to level the f- playing field socially and mm-hmm. they just can't fucking stand it right you know and this is like the synthesis of that mindset absolutely and i think you know so i will readily admit that i used to be a kanye stan 
um, like long ago, long ago. I've since reformed my ways. Um, but um, I, I remember going on uh, to the St. Pablo show, like on when he was on tour for The Life of Pablo. And he mm. had this like super long and actually really creepy like interlude in the um, in, in the show where he was just playing like Kim Kardashian's old home videos uh, uh. when she was like a little girl. And like it was like. It, it just to me harkened back to this like dichotomy of the the virgin whore like the you know the um the uh woman who is put on a pedestal and then the woman who is considered a whore considered um you know trash etc expendable both mm. of those like are two sides of the same coin neither one of those respects the autonomy and humanity of a woman they're both right. flattening women into objects to be objectified to be uh utilized right in this case for his tour for content um same shit here it's just like like most men especially um men who ascribe to like masculine the toxic masculinities that are you know pervade by the hegemony like they're just gonna keep doing this shit because they actually don't like you said Rara, they don't love women they hate women but it's also specifically the fact that like there is fragile power in dominating in this way in mm, subjugating yeah. in this way it's in a the, reassurance it's mm -hmm. like a it's a reinforcement of of the hegemony like you said and like it, it, it just really got to me this morning after all this shit about like, especially what we're about to talk about with Roe yeah. v. Wade yeah. and just dealing with my, you know, I'm, I have really dear friends to me that are having a very hard time in their relationships and things like that with men. And yeah. it's really just heartbreaking that, you know, despite I think, you know, these are the death throes of the patriarchy, though. Like, I hope this so. is this is like. It, it it's going to probably get worse before it gets better um statistically speaking and historically speaking and we just have to be kind of prepared to support the people going through it and you know uh make room for ourselves and each other mm -hmm. and just let people fucking like kind of vent about it because a, a thing that i do not like by the way for anyone who follows me on twitter is when i talk about men doing something shitty and the men that don't do that shitty thing love to come into the comments to say, well, I don't do that shitty thing. Like, do I, I don't understand. I don't understand why men do that. I don't do that. And it's like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I don't like, go talk, talk about it on your timeline. I am not here for you in that moment. Like, I'm glad for you that you're not like that, but you're kind of like taking up space where we don't really want your space, you know, opinion. Also, it's like usually what we're talking about is very basic decency things you do not get yeah. a fucking gold star for not being yeah. a piece of shit it's just fucking basic it's fucking yeah. basic yeah. just shut your fucking mouth and be about your business get your fellow yeah. men stop being shitty that's what you got to do yeah. we don't care what you're doing yeah. like we don't care that you're doing it right or whatever you should mm. be actively engaging with other men on toxic masculinities and getting men to like right stop doing this bullshit straight up if you're not doing that get the fuck out of my face exactly like here, here's a here's an exercise and we can consider this like here's some like free therapy for you yeah <laughs> or here's a here's a free exercise <laughs> you can do free therapy the next time you see a woman or femme person complaining about how they're treated by men or talking about a systemic issue with men instead of commenting on it and saying how you don't do that thing you fave it or retweet it or whatever mm -hmm. and then you go and the next time you see an example of that shit, either online or in, in the real world, you say something to that mm. guy or, yep. or you support the person in your life that's going through something like that. Right. That's my challenge for you. I'm not saying you have to do it every fucking day, 
But the next time you feel compelled to put your opinion out there, when when femmes are talking about being abused or being mm-hmm. treated shittily, I challenge you to go put that effort somewhere else. And then here's here's the last piece that I'm going to add to that. Add to that. Don't fucking tell us about it. Like, Ooh, just I know. fucking do it. Just fucking just, do it. We don't want to hear about it. Like, I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. I'm happy for you, but mm-hmm. I don't care. <laughs> if you if you tell a woman or a femme person that you've done this, you've already failed. So don't fucking yeah. tell anybody. <laughs> yeah. This is like that altruism like exercise. It's yeah. like you don't. The best deed is one you don't ever fucking talk about, right? right. Um, <laughs> and, and, and that just like kind of leads into like, you know, again, this is like not only just uh, playing into the disrespect for women in general, but more specifically the disrespect that sex workers are facing mm-hmm. and the fact mm-hmm. that like, and this is coming right on the heels of, so I think I got this email like maybe 1 a.m. in the morning. I, I was, I woke up or something and I checked They're my really phone. trying to sneak it by, huh? Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know how I even, I think I don't even wake up like this anymore, but like I woke up in the middle of the night and like I, for some reason, looked at my phone. I don't mm-hmm. know why. And I saw this email from AVN stars saying they're demonetizing and AVN, AVN stars shit. for, for you non-porn watchers out there is like a really, really popular like porn website, a porn hosting website, but also they have like in-person conventions that are humongous. They're like really cool annual conventions that a lot of porn stars go to and a lot of fans go to. So they announced in the middle of the fucking night uh, through like a, I think like a, a timed post, like a, it was really weird um, that they were demonetizing the site due to pressure Jesus from Christ. payment processors. Oh um, Lord. Also, I don't even think this was an email. It was like a blog post. And I just happened to get a blog post. Uh, I had to get an email about the blog post being posted and they didn't like announce this in a press release or anything. They just put it on their website, which to get traffic. I don't know. And they didn't like email creators or like even message us about it. Jesus and, Christ. And I never like use my AVN stars anymore. There's like nothing on there. Um, mm. I haven't done online work for uh, like since the beginning of summer, I don't think. So this is not an issue that's like affecting me directly anymore. But like I know a lot of people that get their fucking main source of income from strictly online stuff. And we talked about this so many times on, on the podcast before, so I'm not going to like repeat the whole spiel. But it, it again, like people have to now move to a different site. Like mm-hmm. we just did this with OnlyFans last time where yeah. people were like, where do we go for after OnlyFans? Right. And I was like, AVN stars. And it's yeah. like, well, you can't do that. <sighs> so it's a it's just a huge fucking um again, the uh, the death throws of patriarchy, the death throes of Christian uh hegemony mm-hmm. um is that like they're cracking down on all this shit. So when I hear Kanye West bragging about stealing OnlyFans content and everyone on my timeline is freaking out because they have to move all their fucking content to another site and convince (laughs) subscribers to move to those sites more importantly. Yeah, it's just a fucking, it's a shit show. And if you know someone that's uh, an exclusively digital creator and that's going through this right now, I encourage you if you if you follow them on social media, make the make a fucking account on the website that they've moved to. It's so easy. When I tried to move from OnlyFans to AVN stars, Nobody followed me there. I had oh, like sucks. fucking 80 subscribers on OnlyFans and three people moved. Oh three. my God. So you can say you support sex readers all you want, but it's like, it, come on, y'all. Like it, signing up for a website does not take that long. And 
if they're if the creators are moving to that website, it's usually pretty secure. They've usually looked into it. So please just support people how you can going through this. Um, and I think I'll keep everybody update on that. But yeah, so basically, um, at the end of the month, they will be no longer be monetized. And it's unclear what's going to happen to all the paywalled content after that. So if you're on the site currently, you should probably just delete all your shit, like Mm -hmm. back it up, delete it. Make sure it's not just like floating around out there um, once the once the monetization is gone. So, (sighs) yeah, that's that's so rough. And um, I would really I'd like to put a call out to our listeners. If you are a sex worker who is not on avian um, stars and you have another um, alternative, or if you are figuring out a workaround, um, we can keep it anonymous. We'd love to hear from you because we do have a community of folks who listen to us. And I think, you know, if you have any information or tips, tricks, and otherwise, uh, positive ways out of this so that workers mm-hmm. can still get paid, let us know. Yeah, hit us absolutely. Up, hit us up on, um, Twitter at hot girl agenda or email us at hot girl agenda at gmail.com. Cool. 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 Yes. We would love to hear from you. And I might, I, I will add a link um, to someone who I have felt very uh, grateful to have in the community, Amberly Rothfield, who does mm. really amazing reporting on sex workers' rights and lots and lots and tips and tricks for sex workers that are trying to like have a viable career in the industry. So I guess that leads us into our uh, final topic for the day and our definitely our most important, yeah, which is Roe v. Wade under attack. Again. Again. Sad trombone. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Does the fun ever end, Yessie? Oh, we're just we're we're in it till the wheels fall off, I guess. Oh god. It is it sucks to have a uterus, I think. Like that, yes. that that's gonna be my So so let before we get into that, like let's just let's just talk about what's happening. Yeah, go for it, Rara. Okay, so um, I'm unclear on the dates that when when this started. So if I make a mistake on the dates or the timeline, um, don't correct me. (laughs) (laughs) Just know that I know that I fucked up eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this is like so Roe v. Wade is trending on on every everywhere and it's all over the news again. And uh, it's because Mississippi has put forth uh, is being challenged on a bill that bans abortion after 15 weeks of Mm -hmm. pregnancy, which, as we know, of course, these are all just effectively abortion bans, period. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's going to the Supreme Court. So it's actually going it's actually being reviewed by the Supreme Court today, I think, is the beginning of the hearings. And according to what I've read, I think in The Atlantic had a good article about it. Uh, there are two options that the Supreme Court is debating right now in order to give Mississippi what they want. Like, there, I don't think there's any debate right now happening about whether they're going to strike it down or not because the Supreme Court is overwhelmingly conservative. Right. There's two options that the court is uh, debating. One is to ditch the fetal viability line in Roe, which recognizes a right to choose abortion until uh, fetal viability, which is roughly 24 weeks. Mm -hmm. And the other is to just ignore Roe altogether. Right. That's what's happening. That's, That's the current state of things. It is egregious. Justice Amy Coney Barrett, um, I think it was a couple days ago, released a quote where she said, you know, um, we actually don't, I'm paraphrasing here, but she's like, we actually don't need abortions. Like if, if women get pregnant and they don't want to have the, you know, the fetus, um, they don't want to have the baby, they can just give it up for adoption and that won't impact their lives or careers. And it is just like, (laughs) 
It is. Uh, you dumb fucking bitch. Like you dumbass. Like you piece of. It's not even dumbass. You are evil. You are. You are just so evil to mm-hmm. think that like saying something like that to say that like a pregnancy doesn't impact your your livelihood or your your ability to have a life or your career like that is just mm, straight up mm. bullshit and we all know it and you are fucking yeah. evil and it just adds insult to this injury i think yeah i and and it's really important to add by the way that uh one of the architects of this law from mississippi is Mm -hmm. uh the mississippi attorney general uh lynn fitch who is a conservative obviously Mm -hmm. and who has gone on the record uh in the press and talked about how um let me just read this right here actually let me send you this article too oh yeah lynn fucking fitch So here's the fucking thing about these like wealthy, white, uh, conservative women. And and this is something that um, NPR has done deep dives on. um, Other other uh, news sources have done deep dives on um, is that these women when it's a it's a whole access uh, to and proximity to power thing. Once again, like these women, whenever it is convenient for them or when they need things, they have the money and resources to go have, you know, procedures that can save them from having a baby, so to speak, or whatever. Like they have the money to go to a state that's going to allow abortion or like go to a place that will give them the care or for their daughters or whatever. Right. Right. The, 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 the issue isn't that they are um, like ethically or morally opposed. Like that's a front. What it really is, is a way to control working and poor non-men's bodies, uh, people who can get pregnant bodies, um, which happen to be disproportionately people of color. Yes, yes. Straight up. Absolutely. The argument that this woman claims, so let me just read this quote. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to read from this article in thelily.com about what, what this woman thinks about abortion. So In the opening brief she submitted in July, Fitch asked the Supreme Court to use Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization to overturn Roe v. Wade. She argued that abortion prevents women from reaching their full potential. When Roe was decided in 1973, she wrote, the justices maintained that an unwanted pregnancy would doom women to a distressful life and future. But nearly 50 years later, Fitch claims sweeping policy advances Mm. now allow women to fully pursue motherhood and a career, stamping out the need for abortion. Jesus Christ. Jesus fucking Christ. And of course, she draws inspiration from her own magnanimous life um, as a fucking uh, single mother of three who rose to the highest ranks of state government. Because, of course, what is, you know, what if I can do it, why can't anyone do it? Yeah. Uh, So that's like really like this is this is the person like probably most responsible for this legislation coming down the pipe and mm-hmm. for it being as effective as it is. And I just want to say fuck white women. I'm sorry. Yeah, fuck white I women. Just had a, I, I just have to have a fuck white women moment on this because honestly, it's just, that's I'm been so my sick mode. of their bullshit. I'm so I'm fucking so sick, sick of white it. women. I am so fucking sick of it. Like <sighs> this person. So like. Um, later on in, the, in this article in the Lily, it talks about how her family is like she's she's got like very deep roots in uh, in like uh, like the farming community um, mm-hmm. and her family is not poor. 
they're not poor. And a lot of her uncles and, and great aunts and, and, you know, not so distant relatives were Ku Klux Klan members. Uh, yeah. Like, so, so I did not read that part of the article yet. Oh my God. Yeah. So like, here's the fucking thing. Here's the fucking thing is like when, when white women use their woman, like their, their womanhood to say that like they understand um, subjugation or they understand uh, oppression First of all, that's like a big load of bullshit. Secondly, what they're usually hiding, often not even very well, is that they come from communities of access, privilege, and wealth. Yes. So it's like, okay, you may have technically on paper been a single mother of three, but like you had a bunch of money behind you. You had support. Mm -hmm. You probably had like paid help that a lot of people who can get pregnant today in the U.S. don't have. Mm -hmm. And while on paper, there may be like minimal, um, minimal policy things like that came after the Civil Rights Act that that support, um, you know, uh, issues with gender discrimination, things like that. That is only like the tip of the iceberg. What we're looking mm -hmm. at is an economic and class based issue as well. And it's a racial right. issue as well, because when folks are working poor and they don't have proper support from the state, like safety net programs, right? Or mm -hmm. community support, whatever. Uh, but since we live in a fucking uh, uh, federal republic, we should have these state support, right? Because we pay yes. taxes, but we don't have that, right? Um, that is like where the crux of the issue lies in terms of unwanted pregnancies. Like mm -hmm. folks don't have support to have babies. Folks don't have mm -hmm. financial resources to, to care for these, these humans, right? And then on top of that, on top of that, like just, and I think this is like also as equally important as those, um, the financial issues, it's the issue of like your straight up choice. Like you right. may have all of those ducks in a row, but you still won't want kids. And like, fuck you if you're going to take away my right to choose whether or not I have a baby. Like, right. fuck you. Yeah, it, it's it's really grotesque what's happening. And I, I think it is kind of like partially also a, a failing of what was it like? I forget what wave of feminism that was the one that was like, oh, yeah, we can do it all. We can have family. We can have a career. We can do it yeah, all. The second yeah. or third wave. I think it was um, I think it was like the gender essentialist was the second wave. And then the third okay. wave was kind of like the commoditized. Right, uh, right, right. Wave. Whatever wave it was. The bad previous, ones. No, they're all bad. Previ previous iterations of white feminism. Right. Have, have failed in, in this regard because it is being used against us, obviously, as this like we can have it all mentality. Mm -hmm. Guess what? I don't want to have it all. Like I, I want to live my own. Like I, I adore children. I get, I, I get mm -hmm. it. I mm -hmm. respect other people that want children. I love other people. They're great. Yeah. I, I can't do it personally for myself. I, mm -hmm. I just couldn't. I physically and mentally could not. Like I know this about myself. Mm -hmm. And to subject someone that knows that about themselves that knows that they can't do it, that they cannot handle it, is fucking torture. It's like it's inhumane to force someone to give birth that has said that they they can't do it. You know, like right. and and to and I hate that this like weaponization of the community aspect of it is so like, ooh, it I think that's one of the grossest parts of it too. Is this mm -hmm. like, oh well your friends and family can help you out. It's yeah. like, bitch, in what world do poor people just have time to sit around, like, rearing other people's children? Like, right. even if I want, like, even if I wanted to do that, mm -hmm. I work my ass off. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. parents work their ass off. 
all these poor people having kids work their fucking ass off. Work we their don't, fucking ass off. We don't have time to fucking rear. They don't have time to rear their own kids, let alone rear other people's kids. Or they mm-hmm. don't have time to like live. We work how many hours a week just to fucking survive in this country? Yeah. And you expect and then and then you're saying like, well, your friends and family can help out. No, like, fuck that. No. Especially especially <laughs> in this climate where folks are moving sometimes across the country from their families to like for work and exactly. you know for other issues. Um, you know, I will tell you, so I, you know, I talk about Pablo a lot on the, on the pod, my, my two year old, Mm -hmm. um, that was a choice that I, you know, my, my husband and I, we sat down and we talked about it. Um, you know, we weighed, do we want to, do we want to terminate this pregnancy or not? Like, and ultimately it was my choice. Like I chose that, right. Because we did the math and we saw that we could afford it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think, first of all, I think everyone should have that choice, like Mm -hmm. to be able to say like, you know should I do this or not, whatever, like, and it not be a fraught or dangerous or um, costly decision. Secondly, now that we have Pablo and, you know, I love Pablo. That's not the issue here. Kids are fucking expensive. Like we don't live near family. And so we pay out the ass for like daycare and, you know, all of this different stuff. And if Pablo gets sick, you know, it's super expensive. And it's just like mm-hmm. the, the the cruelty, the cruelty of, uh, of like subjugating people who can get pregnant to this, but also like whatever, um, you know, little humans that they're forced to birth. Because th- this is what you're mm-hmm. doing. You're forcibly making people who can get pregnant keep pregnancies. This is fucking right. cruel and unusual punishment. Like, but then it's, right. it's a legacy of punishment because then those kids are just like fucked. Because this shit is very expensive. Yes. Yeah. It's expensive. And like, as you know, childbirth is traumatizing. It is very traumatizing. That's a huge aspect. For a long time, that was a huge aspect for me of why I didn't want children. Because I was like, no, no. (laughs) Like, I'm I'm so scared of that. Like, that's terrifying to me. It is gruesome. Like, it is awful. Like, I don't like thinking about what what happened because it fucked me up. Like, yeah, I know a lot of women got fucked up by it. Oh, yeah. I I know a lot of people that got fucked up by it. A lot of people. And it's like to pretend to like have this attitude like they could just go right back to work. It's like, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. How do you fucking like look someone in the eye who has brought life into this world and be like, NBD, like, yeah. back to work. And it's just like, hopefully your friends and family are around that, and, and they aren't shitty and abusive and right, horrible. Right, Because that's it's another like, aspect too, mm-hmm. is like, what if you're a fucking person who like doesn't have a support system? What if you're someone who got raped? Or mm-hmm. what if you're, mm-hmm. what if you are, had a pregnancy out of like incest or like, yeah. you know, sexual abuse, you're supposed to fucking build a community out of that. What the fuck do you do? Right. You know, it, it is right. so cruel. So I, I know I don't have to like lecture anybody listening to this about how awful this is, but I just want to encourage all of you that we really, really look at where our money is going Mm -hmm. and where our time and resources are going as this battle continues Mm -hmm. because it's not looking good for Roe v. Wade. Right. So we need to start looking to the future and what that means if this is overturned. Mm -hmm. Um, Because there can be a a fucking 10 women's marches between now and the time this is decided, and I just don't know that that's going to have any kind of... The Supreme Court is not afraid of liberals and not afraid of leftists. Mm-hmm. They're afraid of conservatives. So they do not fear us enough to uphold Roe v. Wade. Yeah. So we need to start looking at where our money is going. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Planned Parenthood does not need your fucking money. 
It just they are well-funded. They will always have liberal money. They will always have the money. What you need is to get money and support in the hands of people seeking abortions. So you need to like directly contribute to abortion funds, directly contribute to pill programs, mm-hmm. and directly contribute to people's travel costs and, uh, you know, like all the associated costs around having the actual abortion so that people can actually get them. Right. So that's what is critical here. It's so fucking critical. Um, and if you want to donate to Planned Parenthood still, like, fine. I'm not going to just like shit on Planned Parenthood all day because they do do important work, but it's not looking good. <laughs> And I guess this next one is for people that can get vasectomies. Get a fucking vasectomy, please. Like, mm-hmm. if you know you don't want kids, like, if you've already, like, been like, yeah, no, I don't want kids. I'm good. Please look into it. Please mm-hmm. prioritize it in your life because this is, it's been on people that can get pregnant for too long for too to long. be in charge of this shit for too goddamn long. Here's the fucking you know? thing about vasectomies that I actually did not realize. Um, the technology and like medical science around vasectomies. My husband was telling me this last night is like mm-hmm. they're like very easily reversible. It's expensive. Mm-hmm. It's like eight to ten thousand dollars. But like you can do it like yeah. they're re- fucking reversible. Like, yeah. And if you have eight to ten thousand dollars. Like if you have eight to ten thousand dollars, go ahead and have a kid if you want to. Like, yeah, then you, you can know? probably afford to have a kid. Good for you. <laughs> Good like, for you. Go do it. Then you, you thought to, about like, it. Yeah. yeah, but like this shit's reversible. You would be saving mm-hmm. your partner who can get pregnant a lot of grief and yes. a lot of stress, especially in this time that is so rife with fear and 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 danger for uh, people who can get pregnant. So get a fucking vasectomy. It rules. My husband has talk one. To your, it's great. Talk to your boys about it. Oh, good for him. Yeah. 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 Talk to your boys about vasectomies. <laughs> talk, talk. Um, fellas. Fellas. PSA. Some- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone should like toss me a basketball and be like, hey, man. Let's wrap about vasectomies. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a fan of them and they're reversible. And like mm-hmm. I was looking them up and it looks like depending on where you are in the country, it's like three hundred to three thousand dollars for a vasectomy. The recovery time is not um, very long, I think. It's how, like how long did two it take? days. Yeah, two it's like, days. it was an outpatient. It was an outpatient procedure. He went in. Um, they had him sit for 30 minutes. They did the damn thing. Um, he sat for another 30 minutes. He came home. He wore a jock strap for like three days. That's oh, it. Yeah. Yes. yes. OK. And, was and, like, uh, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. baby, like. I had yeah. our child. I love you, but <laughs> yeah, we um, need to, we need to see some fucking initiative from yeah. like from the penis havers and uh, the people that need vasectomies. We need yeah. some initiative here because this can't just be all, uh, another thing with fucking reproductive justice is how we deal with this in our personal lives. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we doing in our personal lives to support reproductive justice? You know, so like, let's fucking start thinking about that too. And I get it they're they're expensive you know if you if you're struggling already i'm not talking to the people who are struggling already if you have insurance most likely your insurance will cover it so there's that too yeah Yeah, please look into it and of course yeah i don't want any angry emails being like i can't afford it and it's like that fine i'm not talking to you but if you are you know a fucking pmc dude listening to this think about it man um but yeah but i want to say like it's it's grim out there and it fucking sucks but this cannot go on forever. Um, if if Roe v. Wade is overturned, mm-hmm. um, I think it's a radicalized. It's going to be a radicalizing moment for a lot of liberal women. 
I agree. Because like, let's be real, like the middle class is disappearing. Like mm-hmm. we don't have these fucking, op- we don't, we're not going to have the career and family option, you know, like we don't have that now. So like this will need to like move people in the right direction of like, how are we actually going to get justice? Like, how are we actually going to get control of our lives? And I think there's a lot of potential there. But in the meantime, we do have to protect the people that are most vulnerable for Absolutely. sliding out of you know our site on this yeah so i have a link in the episode description it's uh abortionfunds.org funds and you can look up your zip code and you can find abortion funds near you i want to say like try to focus locally as much as you can if you don't have anything in your area or if planned parenthood is the only thing in your area go for that it's fine but there are so many ways to help now even if you can't go out and get a vasectomy or can't go out and like donate thousands of dollars there are things you can be doing to support people who can get pregnant you know what mm-hmm. i mean like even if it's like fucking buying your partner's birth control yeah you know, splitting the costs of condom that kind of thing that's like shit you should already be doing mm-hmm. um so mm-hmm. please start because we need we need a, we don't we need all hands on deck for this shit yeah oh <sighs> fucking a. damn we're so mad we're so mad we're so mad but you know no, yeah, we're mad. <laughs> no, we're fucking mad. We're fucking mad. Oh, you know what? Before we mm. we head out, I forgot to do my hot girl thing. So maybe we'll end oh, on yeah, that. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I totally a, rolled no, over okay. that. No, I forgot until like right now. I was looking at our hot girl agenda background. I was like, oh, wait, I didn't say my hot girl thing. So I, my husband and I went on a date. Like we don't ever really get dates. Like, And this is going back to that thing with like communities. We don't live near any family. You know, uh, so it's just us and our, you know, our two-year-old. And so we don't often have a lot of support, um, you know, and we make it work. But friend of the show, Flynn, came over and took care of Pablo so that we could have a date. And it was really great. Um, And it was really nice to know that, you know, we have someone who can can help us, um, which was really nice. But that was my hot girl thing. I got cute um, and a little bit slutty. And we went on a date. Yes. Yeah. See, you can be a you can be a dude and help out with the child rearing with your friends and shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Good job, Flynn. Flynn's yeah. hot girl shit too. Honoring well, hot hell girl. Yeah. So I'm glad we're ending on a positive note and we'll definitely be back uh, next week to talk more about all these developments mm-hmm. um, and hopefully have some good news. I would like to hear some good news. So if you have good news. Um, and even if it's something personal, like give us a victory, you know, like yeah. if you like, why don't you instead of emailing us, tag us on Twitter with yes. your fucking with your hot girl victories of the week. Like what was some hot girl shit that you did this week that you were proud of or that you want to bring attention to? Maybe somebody else did some hot girl shit. We should so also um, add it to our stories on IG. You can you can uh, yes. share our story. We'll add it to our story, the question, and then you can share it and answer it, and we will uh, post it in our stories on IG. Yes. So we're, we are at Hot Girl Agenda on all the things, Twitter and Instagram. And, of course, patreon.com slash hotgirlagenda. There's 10 bonus episodes waiting for you. Oh, I guess I'll make this one free. This is a premium episode. Whatever. We're making this one free. Yeah. It's a, for it's the a people. premium. For the people. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we will see you next time on Hot Girl Agenda. Bye. Bye.